Morning. I've given out a few sheets of paper, um, a couple of questions on there. We'll look at them uh, in a little while. Just feel free to write notes. Um, I've answered, there's roughly five answers to this question. There's probably more answers that you'll find yourselves. Um, so yeah, just, just uh, if you feel, feel free to, uh, to write on them if you want to, or if not, don't worry about it. Turn with me to Revelations chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2, verse, uh, we'll start at just verse 2, just a couple of verses. I'm not, we're not going to look the whole service on these verses. Um, I'm trying to sort this technology out at the same time. I'm not very good at this. Hopefully it'll work. Let's read uh, Revelation chapter 2 from verse 2. This is uh, the Lord's, I've not plugged it in yet. <laughs> I'll do it in a second. <laughs> this is the Lord's uh, review on the church, the church of Ephesus. And this is what he says. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not. And have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience. And have labored for my name's sake. And have not become weary. So that's uh, probably a great church to be a part of. A working church that, that uh, have laboured for, for the Lord's name. What a great church that is to be a part of, isn't it? There's a but. Hopefully this will work now. Worked on Wednesday when I didn't need it to work. No, sorry, that's fine, as long as it works. I don't know why it's not working well here either. Oh, okay. Enable them, don't It's typical of this, isn't it? I don't know why it's, what it's doing. Come and have a look. It's not let me do anything. Just close it and open it again. Ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> Will it not close? Right, it's all right, I've got it. All right. Thank you. So here's a but. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. We love Jesus like we did when we first met him. Do we remember when we first met our boyfriend and our girlfriend and we were really excited. We told everyone about them and we couldn't, couldn't wait to spend more time with them. And it's the same, isn't it, when we meet Jesus, when we first find out who Jesus is. We get excited and we, we, we tell everyone about him. So, are you in love with Jesus? Do you love Jesus like you did when we first met him? I'm not talking about a love island 
the love that we see on the TV. That's not love. Love Island isn't real love or married at first sight. You may see these silly, silly TV programs, people who, who meet, meet for the first time and get married at the, at, the, at the first sight. That's not what love is. The Bible defines love for us. In 1 John 4.10, it says this, this is real love, not that we love God, but the, that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice for our sins. That is what real love is. And I wonder sometimes if we just go along in our lives, we may get stuck in a rut. That is my lorry up there one day at work. I do have some fun at work sometimes. <laughs> um, got stuck driving across a muddy field, trying to help someone out, believe it or not. I think, yeah, I'll, I'll try and go over there for you and I end up getting stuck. I think it was about 10 to five one night as well. So I was late home from work. But sometimes we get stuck in a rut, don't we? We get stuck in a routine go to church, we sing songs, we listen to the prayers, sermons are boring, hopefully not today. <laughs> so maybe we need to change things around and, uh, and uh, do things maybe a little bit different. Maybe we need soap. Do we need soap? It's a cute picture, that, isn't it? Uh, not that kind of soap. I'm talking about a, a, a Bible study that we can do on our own. SOAP stands for Scripture, Observation, Application and Prayer. I recommend this book, The Divine Mentor. Uh, it's, you know, all the mentors are in here, in, in God's Word. And we can learn and, and, and get from, from God's Word. We can learn from the different people in the Bible. And this, this SOAP, this is a way of uh, studying God's Word. So the way I do it, I've, got, I've been through Hebrews, I'm now on, uh, going through 1 Samuel, so I'm on chapter 9, I think, every day I'll, 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 I'll pray and I'll ask God, can you reveal something to me this morning or this evening? You know, just one verse, just, just give me one verse that will help me, that will encourage me. And I'll open up the Bible and I'll read one chapter, like I said, I'm in 1 Samuel at a minute. And one verse will, hi will highlight to me in that chapter and I'll write it down. So that's the scripture. I'll write down what verse it is. And I'll look at what I've read. And I'll take an observation. You know, what, what, what is God saying to me? What can I learn from this, from this scripture? And then I can write down an application. How can I apply it to my life? And then I'll pray about it. And, you know, it, I think it's really helpful that we write things down. I never write things down. I started off, when I started, first started doing this soap, I'd write just a couple of words or a couple of lines. And as I've got more into it, I've, 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 I've been able to look into chapters more and more things come into my mind. And I write it down and I can write maybe half a page just on one chapter. And it's a really good way of, of spending time with God and, and renewing our love for Jesus. I'm just going to read this little quote out of this book, and it's, it's entitled The Fruit of Daily Devotions. A daily exposure to the Lord's heart and ways begins a transformation process. We begin to diminish, he increases. But that's the process of authenticity. It comes slowly. Veneer you can make quickly. Real oak takes time to grow. It begins deep in our, in our hearts, in our inner man. He tutors us and he renews our souls with a trickle charge, not an overnight blast. Be still, he says, and know that I am gone. You can catch a glimpse of him in a crowd, but you can get to know him best in the stillness.
and I prepared this on Tuesday and on Wednesday we came to the prayer meeting and we were talking about being still and I just thought that fits in perfectly you know just to be still we don't take time do we, we don't take time out enough to be still in, in God's presence here's a great quote from Tozer A.W. Tozer the near the nearer our souls draw to God, the larger our love will grow. And the greater our love, the more unselfish we shall become. And the greater our care for the souls of others. That's our love for Jesus. Care? Do we care for others? Sometimes that might mean taking up our cross. Jesus said we should take up our cross. If we love him, we should, uh, we should be taking up our cross. It might mean sacrificing some of our time. But Jesus died for us. And I'm sure we can take up some of our time just to tell others about him. We need to take up our cross and follow him. Take, sacrifice some of our time to spend time with him. To renew that love we have for him. So let's look at the cross. What about the cross? Are we grateful for the cross? 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 15 tells us, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. Are we aware that we are sinners? Are we aware of our sin? Are we aware how bad we are? You know, think of a... You might say, oh, you know, I might do the, tell the odd lie here or there or do something wrong yet now again. I'm not that bad. But you think of a boat chain. You think of the... Um, the big cruise ships that are out in the bay, and you think about the, the, the anchor they put down and the big chains they've got. And what, what, what's going to stop that anchor from working? Just one link in the chain to break, and then the whole thing's useless. And it's the same way with our sin. We do one thing wrong, and that makes us dirty. It makes us unclean. If you ask Billy Graham what he says about the cross... If you ask him one thing, well, he comes up with three things, actually. Um, don't know why that's gone up there. Where is he? There he is. This is what Billy, say, Billy Graham says. In the cross of Christ, I see three things. A description of man's sin, the overwhelming love of God, and the only way of salvation. That's what we see when we look at the cross. go back up so let's look at the cross a couple of things like i said written on this paper you'll probably find more 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 yourself these are things that i've looked that i found what happened at the cross and what does it mean so let's look at what happened jesus suffered jesus suffered on the cross luke 23 33 says this and when they had come to the place called calvary there they crucified him. <clears throat> they put a crown of thorns on his head. They nailed him to a cross. And his side was pierced with a spear. Jesus suffered for us for the things that we've done wrong. What else happens on the cross? Jesus forgives. Luke 23, 43. 
Jesus replied, I assure you today you will be with me in paradise. Luke 23. Let's find that minute. Luke 23. It says this from verse 40. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, this is what the criminal said to Jesus on the cross. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly I tell you today you will be with me in paradise. Even though he was suffering on the cross, he had the, thorn on his, the crown of thorns, he had his side pierced. He still forgave people. He forgives the people that, that crucified him. Today you will be with me in paradise. Do we look forward to being in paradise? I don't know if you remember years ago there was a Philadelphia advert and I think there was a woman sat in a cloud playing harp. Are we going to look forward to that? I'm not. I don't want to do that. You know, there's going to be more than that in heaven. It's going to be no more tears. There's going to be no more suffering. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be amazing. What else happened? Jesus bled. Matthew 26, 28. This is my blood of the new covenant, covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. <clears throat> John 1 7 says Jesus blood cleanses us it cleans us from our, the things we've done wrong that's why Jesus shed his blood cleans us so that we can be with God imagine we've been for a, a dirt, for a walk through the woods we've got dirty boots and we've took the dog with us and the dog's all filthy, been rolling around in the mud. And we stop by our friend's house. They've just bought a new house, and we're desperate to go in and have a look at their house. And you knock on the door, and they come up. They come out, and usually they're really excited to see you. Come in, have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. Come and see my new house. But they see how dirty you are. You've got muddy boots on, the dog's filthy. They're not going to let you in, are they? And it's the same way with God. When we stand before God, one day we will stand before God. And because of our sins that we've done wrong, will he let us in? Imagine, uh, I don't know if you remember, maybe from a cartoon or some funny films, people fall in a, in a bin, in a garage bin, and they always come out with a banana skin on their head. Imagine that. Imagine we're drenched in dirt, in sewage, from head to toe, we're just dripping, and we stand before God. What's he going to say to us? I offered to wash you. Don't turn this offer down. Jesus can wash us, wash us clean so we can be with God forever. What else happened? Jesus died. Luke 24, 46. Jesus cried out, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. That's how great he loves us. Jesus died for us.
And there's one more on this that I found. There are others. Jesus fulfilled. He fulfilled a prophecy. In Isaiah 53, verse 5, we read this. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. Isaiah prophesied this over 600 years before Jesus came to the earth. And it talked, though, about peace. Do we know that peace? One day we're going to die. We know that. Do we have that peace that one day we will be with God in heaven because of what Jesus has done for us? Do we need to spend more time with him to get to know him more? Do we love him like we first loved him? So let's look at what it means to us. No, don't want that one yet. What does it mean to us? What do we see when we look at the cross? Let's have a look. Salvation. Did that just skip one? Yeah. Forgiveness first. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. In him we have redemption from his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. We'll look at that word redemption in a minute. Some versions say we have freedom. We're free because of what Jesus has done for us. We're forgiven and free. Salvation. When we look at the cross, we see salvation. Acts 4 verse 12. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. No one else can save us. No, uh, not Buddha, not Muhammad. No other religion can tell you that you can get into heaven. Jesus Christ is the only way to get into heaven. No footballer. I wrote down Harry Kane. He's not going to get us into heaven, is he? <laughs> no one. No pop star. No matter who you look at, no one can tell you how to get into heaven. Jesus Christ is the only way. Salvation belongs to our Lord. Redemption. He provided, Psalm 111 verse 9, He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. How awesome is God? How awesome is Jesus? Holy and awesome. Redemption. It's the act of saving. We look at, I've said this before, when we look at redeeming, we like to redeem vouchers, don't we? We get vouchers, money off vouchers, and we give them over at a till. We get 20% off or 50% off. We love it. Redeemed. We redeem our voucher. We get money off. Jesus paid the whole price. It's not 50%. He paid the whole 100%. Sacrifice. Hebrews 9, 28. So Christ was sacrificed one to take away the sins of many. And he will appear a second time to bring salvation. He will come again. And he will take us with him. If we, know, if we love Lord Jesus as our saviour, he will take us with us. When he comes back, will we be found full of sin and not clean? 
or will we be forgiven? Will we be washed clean through his blood? Um, and then one more should have been me. Christ died for my sins in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3. Like I've said, Jesus already paid the price, so we don't have to suffer. Martin Luther says this, Jesus became the greatest liar, perjurer, thief, adulterer and murderer that mankind has ever known. Not because he committed these sins, but because he was actually made sin for us. He took on our sin. He took our place for us. And we're set free. Christ has set us free. Galatians 5.1 I don't know where that one's gone. There we go. Nope. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure you stay free, not getting tied up in slavery to the law. We're not bound up by laws or rules. It's a loving relationship with God that we have. It's not boring. You know, a lot of people might think Christianity is boring, or you have to do this, you have to do that. It's not like that. It's a, it's a relationship. It's a real relationship with God because of what he's done for us. You know, I, I don't set rules for me and my wife. I, I spend time with her. I know what she wants and what she doesn't like. And because I love her, I try to please her and I do what she likes. You know, it's not because of rules that I've made or because of laws. It's because of love. And that's the same way with God, isn't it? If we love God, we will want to spend time with him, spend time in his word. And we want to uh, spend time with Jesus. And remember that our first love, when we first loved Jesus, remember what that was like. And finally, it is finished. John 19, 30, Jesus said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up. His spirit. Now there's a Greek for that. Teteleste in my Lancashire Greek accent. <laughs> Teteleste. Listen to this. When a person, person finally paid off a loan, they were issued with a receipt, which meant that their debt was now paid in full. How amazing is that? Have we had our debts paid off? Are we here this morning? Have we accepted Jesus? Have we asked him to pay off our debts? Paid the full price for us so that we don't have to suffer. We can spend eternity with him. That's amazing, isn't it? If you don't know Jesus this morning, don't leave this room without asking more. Come and speak to one of us. Jesus paid off the things that we've done wrong. Thank you, Jesus. I think our final song is My Jesus, My Saviour. I wonder if you can sing